You're listening to The Daily Detail, a roundup of the most important news from the state of Alabama and across the United States. I'm Andrea Tice. Today, oral arguments for a pro-life case will be offered to the U.S. Supreme Court. That case comes from Alabama's neighboring state, Mississippi. Last night in Mobile, a prayer vigil was held regarding the case by Mobile Republicans. It was held at the Women's Resource Center in the downtown area. The case of Dobbs versus Jackson could overturn Roe v. Wade if the Supreme Court justices rule in favor of the state law, which bans any abortion after the 15-week mark. A lower court did rule against the state law and in favor of the Jackson Women's Health Organization. However, the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to take this particular case out of all the various state abortion bans and restrictions that have occurred in the past few years. The court will hear arguments this week. However, they will announce their final ruling sometime in the summer of 2022. The Department of Justice under the Biden administration is now filing another complaint against Alabama's prison systems. The DOJ took action three years ago regarding overcrowding, low staff numbers, staff abuse of the inmates, and the violation of inmates' constitutional rights. This most recent complaint brings up the same issues. The DOJ writes that the state is deliberately indifferent to the serious problems going on in men's prisons here in the state. State Representative Steve Klaus and State Senator Roger Smitherman both spoke to WSFA News about this recent DOJ filing. I think it's just a continuation. Obviously, we haven't had time to to get these facilities built. Um, They're they're on a a fast track here. I think there's some legitimacy to to those complaints. And and, uh, just by the understaffing of of guards alone, it's going to create opportunities for unfortunate for those kind of things to happen. The Alabama Department of Corrections also responded to the recent move, saying that the DOJ is plainly ignoring the substantial ongoing reforms that have been made in the past two years, as well as the future plan to build two new prisons. That prison construction is set to get started sometime in 2022. Amazon workers at the new Bessemer facility here in Alabama may have to go through another round of decision-making on whether or not to unionize. The National Labor Relations Board has decided to order a new election on the issue. This comes less than a year after the first vote occurred this past April. How the election will be conducted has yet to be determined. The NLRB found fault with Amazon for placing USPS mailboxes on their property for easier voting for their employees. Regional Director for NLRB Lisa Henderson claims this could have created a false impression that the company was the one conducting and controlling the election. Amazon could still file an appeal with the full board within the NLRB. They have 10 days to do so. Amazon spokesperson Kelly Nantel says it's disappointing that the NLRB has now decided that the employee votes shouldn't count. More details emerge about a robbery at a Best Buy in Spanish Fort. Police Chief John Barber is now revealing that two people cut a hole in the roof of the store in order to get in and steal the electronics. Authorities found a ladder, saws, bolt cutters, and drills on top of the roof or inside the store. The robbery occurred just before Black Friday. The surveillance video shows the thieves dressed in black as they got into the building. Police Chief Barber spoke to Fox 10 TV News. And these are kind of the Grinches that stole Christmas and we plan on getting them. The brand new Orion Amphitheater in Huntsville is quickly booking up with tours. The latest musician to schedule an appearance there is country music singer Kenny Chesney. The Tennessee native will hold his Here and Now tour on May 26th of 2022. Tickets for that event will go on sale this coming December 10th. 
You can go to orionhuntsville.com to get those tickets. The very first concert to launch the Orion will be country singer Jake Owen on May 7th. The Orion Amphitheater is capable of seating an audience of 8,000. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a 15-year-old Michigan student is now in police custody after a high school shooting claims the life of three teenagers. Police say seven other students and one teacher were injured in that shooting. It happened this past Tuesday. The fatalities are listed as a 14-year-old female, 17-year-old female, and 16-year-old male. The shooting happened at Oxford High School. The suspect is a student at that school. Oxford Undersheriff Michael McCabe spoke about it all last night. We've done three sweeps of the high school to make sure that there's no other victims or anything else that we need to be aware of. Uh, But it's a large, fairly large crime scene. Like I said, our forensic lab is here processing the scene. We're executing a search warrant at the suspect's house. As I said, he's not cooperating with us at this point in time. So you have made contact with the parents. Can you say what they are talking about yet? Have you had a chance to talk? We have talked to the parents, and all I can tell you is they didn't want their son to talk to us, and they've hired an attorney. A federal judge has blocked another aspect of the Biden administration's vaccine mandate. A lawsuit was filed by 10 states against the Biden administration for requiring healthcare workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine if they work with Medicare or Medicaid patients. U.S. District Court Judge Matthew Shelp says that the Biden mandate being conducted through the U.S. Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services is likely exceeding its authority and seeking to overtake traditional state authority. Schlepp says the mandate is unprecedented and lacks a rational connection between the facts found and the choices made. An appeals court out of New Orleans already blocked the federal vaccine mandate as it was applied to businesses with over 100 employees. Well, did you know that Jussie Smollett is back in the courtroom? Smollett's trial for staging a hoax hate crime started in Chicago this week. Back in 2019, Smollett claimed to have been a victim who was attacked in downtown Chicago in frigid winter weather by two men wearing red MAGA hats who targeted Smollett for being black and gay. Chicago police spent hundreds of hours investigating Smollett's claim only to reverse the charges against him for staging the whole thing and paying two men to attack him. Prosecutors opened up their arguments in court this week with surveillance and security videos from downtown Chicago that show Smollett and two Nigerian brothers doing a dry run of the staged attack the day before it happened. The defense attorney for Smollett says the two brothers attacked him not because he paid them to, but because they didn't like him, and that the check that Smollett did send to those two brothers was for training that they offered the actor ahead of a music video performance. Have you been hearing about the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus? Democrats are reacting to the news of the variant coming from South Africa. They've recently issued new travel restrictions on those coming from where it first emerged. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is calling that reaction knee-jerk and says his state will continue to do business as usual. Well, so the flights I don't control, as you know, that's the federal government can control that. I've been arguing to allow more flights in from South America and all these other places. Uh, We had most of that shut off for for a long, long time. Uh, I think it's ineffective. I don't think it works. You can't cripple your society for fear of a variant where we don't even have any really meaningful data on. The South African doctor that identified it, you know, she said this has been very mild. And so why would you be doing knee-jerk reactions? And I think we also just have to be honest, and I've been saying this for a long time, you know, 
you and Fauci even admitted this. This is the first time I've ever heard him admit this. He admitted this yesterday that COVID will not go away, that it will end up being an endemic respiratory virus. They had been committed to a, quote, zero COVID policy that thought you could eradicate it. It has animal reservoirs. You're not going to eradicate. It's going to end up being an endemic respiratory virus. Well, here's also an interesting fact about all the variant viruses that are emerging from the coronavirus and how they're named. The World Health Organization determined that in order to not stigmatize any region in the world, they would name the new variants using the Greek alphabet, letters like Delta and Mu. Well, the next letter in line to be used was Z, which is spelled X-I. But unfortunately, that was too close to pointing the finger at China, where the COVID-19 virus did in fact first emerge in the city of Wuhan. China's communist president, Xi Jinping, has his first name spelled the same way, X-I. So the World Health Organization skipped over that letter and went to Omicron instead. No word yet on how the country of Greece feels about this whole naming system that uses their alphabet. Cyber Monday sales see a drop, just like Black Friday did last week. The decrease in online sales came in at 1.4% compared to that of last year. Consumers spent $10.7 billion this past Monday, according to Adobe Analytics. Online sales overall is still on the rise for the Christmas season. From November 1st, there's been an 11.9% increase in online sales. Adobe Analytics first started tracking the e-commerce back in 2012. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure to listen to Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks to Tim James about a potential primary challenge to Governor Ivey. But Tim, let me ask you this. So let's 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 say let's say you're Governor James. Um, and the, the, the time comes when with regards to COVID, you need something from the legislature. Is there anything that you can think of right now that you would be asking them to do that, that hasn't been done in Alabama yet? Uh, yes, Phil. The legislation they passed in the special session was was squishy. Uh, at best, and you know, I don't. It hasn't sunk in what they did not do. What they did, because they finally came under pressure, as well as the administration, is that the state, the legislature said that uh, you cannot uh, discriminate uh, based on religion or based on uh, your or you, your medical uh, background, or if you've had the COVID. The problem is they left wide open people that just don't want the the vaccine for no, just because they don't want it. And we research, and we came up, we had some, a group do it. They estimate there's about a half a million people out there in the private sector who have not taken the vaccine, and they're under that mandate. And so if you if you deduct from that the the exempted people legitimately you still got hundreds of thousands of people who are either forced to either take the vaccine get fired or lie or either just agree uh say they is against their religion or whatever and lie about it and so the 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 legislation was a terrible i mean it's better than nothing but they should have just said you can't you can't do it. You cannot require people against their will to take this vaccine. And so it was it was I was very disappointed in how they how they handled this. And it should be fixed and it should be no exemptions. Other, it, it's, uh, it's a constitutional. It's a question of liberty and freedom. 
And if you don't want it, you should not be forced under risk of losing your job and going into poverty to take it. You can find that podcast at rightsideradio.org.